There's a lot of red tape behind mm-hmm. the scenes is what I'll say. And the show should have been back. We were never canceled. Right. Um, it was the network and the producers mm-hmm. at the time. They wanted, you know, everybody gets greedy. This is the Cats and Pudding Podcast. A melting pot of pudding. And now, here's Jen. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Cats and Pudding. And I'm Jennifer Delandro. And today, I have a wonderful guest, my friend, the great Karen Gravano. There she is. She's Thank with you for having today. me, beautiful. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy it's you're here, fun. too. <laughs> it's going to be a fun interview. Yes. So I'm going to start uh, the ball running, and, and uh, I'm going to start out by just talking about your life. And everybody knows, you know, you are on a sh- little show called The Mob Wives. <laughs> and a big show. <laughs> a big show. So let's talk about that. Let's start, let's start in with how that came to be. So, um, Mob Wives actually came to fruition. Um, Jennifer Graziano, who was Renee's sister, was a friend of mine. And um, we were actually talking about doing a scripted show together. So, she came to me one day and she's like, oh, they're casting this show for women whose husbands went to prison and whatever. And I'm thinking about casting Drita, my sister. What do you think? I was like, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So, I wasn't even thinking because to me, reality TV was not for me. I didn't want to drag all my baggage and right. dump it dump it to the world well in that lifestyle we're not supposed to right right so um i happened to come when they were filming the sizzle reel and the Mm -hmm. guy was like you have to get on it and just because we all knew each other and that's one thing about that show is we all had history it wasn't just like it wasn't scripted you guys grew up together in the yes like you know it's a a close-knit neighborhood and people everybody knows everybody exactly so i was just there and we're like you know on camera whatever and when they cut the reel it was like you have to be in it so i'm like oh whatever i started thinking about it and it was on the premise of women who went through a struggle right so you go through a struggle and you you know you survive and you come out on top and that's That's what we were all thinking that's what it all started and um yeah i agreed to be on it and then it just went from being it wasn't going to be called mob wives at all we were actually going to stay away from that Mm -hmm. but you know hence um now in hindsight looking back that was the hook and reel right and um obviously i had the biggest name on the show so Mm -hmm. i was like the sinker right hook line and sinker and um you were definitely the hook yes (laughs) and it went it was you know if you would have interviewed me back then I probably was in a place where you know it was just a lot of fighting and cattiness going on so it was like it was aggression but now to be honest I sit back and I look at it and it was a great experience um I speak to most of the women there's you know some that I will never speak to forever ever right but um it was a springboard it it kind of Gave me opportunities to go in other it directions. Doors yes, <clears throat> I was executive producer. I produced my own show on MTV called Families of the Mafia, so I had that opportunity. Very good show. Yes, and um, now you're and now you're starting some other opportunities. Now yes. you have some other things that are in the in the. Uh, Yes. Stove brewing now. Brewing, yes. I was in L.A. last week, and um, I would just say that the writer's strike is uh, over, and um, everything's back open, and I'm working on a project that hopefully I can announce soon. It's a scripted project. And that's something that you've always wanted to to be involved with. That's that's always something that I wanted to be involved with, too. I always liked the the whole uh, production thing and and working in the, you know, development and a project. So something something we we always shared that we liked. And it's very different. So it's very exciting. It's like Mm -hmm. a new experience for me. Um, 
if I would have thought about reality TV back then, I probably have been like, no way, I'm not going to do it. I'm glad I did because it was an experience. And I have some sh- great memories. And like I said, it was, um, it was just such an opportunity that led me to other places. So I'm grateful for it. Um, I mean, listen, it was it was a good show, and everybody is, let's be honest, very, very, very interested in the in the mob and Italians yes. from New mm-hmm. York. You know, it's just something that there it's it's a big interest, and I think I think kind of like now in in the in the industry, it kind of like fluctuates. I think it like mm-hmm. it goes in, in tears and troves. Yes. So, where do you think it is right now? Do you think that that's something that people are interested in, in oh, again? Yeah. Very. I mean, I think. Um, it was uh, just a uh, getting gaudy, right? Yep. It was the number one show on Netflix. So there's always going to be that interest in the mob, yes. and I think especially in that time period. Well, that was the, that was, was the that was yeah, the golden I the would golden say, era. era, and um, like the news media was and and the world was infatuated. And I can say the world now because if you would have asked me this question a while back, I'd have been like, no, because we live in our small little bubble. Right. So we never really looked outside. No. But even being on these shows gave me the opportunity to realize like, I think Families of the Mafia was number one in Israel. And, you know, Mob Wives was oh, every, so, so many different countries that we were very big in. So um, there's that interest yeah. for it and intrigue. And I think it will always be there. And I think it will forever grow I think you know kind of there's been so many documentaries on you know my father and John and their mm-hmm. situations and I, I really didn't know how much more they can make but right they're but keep they making them find, and it's just you know they're very make. very um they do very well yeah I mean you know people don't don't understand the type of background and the and the type of um how we grew up because I grew up in a similar yes. similar mm-hmm. situation. I grew up in Howard Beach, yes. too, and you know we 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 do did live in a bubble, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like the people that were around us they were the movie stars, right? You know, yes. they were those those who the people that yes. we were were the movie stars. So we lived in our own basic little world of La La Land, you right. know, and um, but it was organized crime. But those were and we didn't talk about and it. we didn't so talk it about like, it, yes. right? We didn't talk about it, but we but that was the way we lived. You know, it was. In, in many, many ways, it was a great way to live. You know, you our know, neighborhoods were safe. Yes, very safe. Right, was mm-hmm. safe. They were they were well kept. Everybody, you know, pretty much got along. We were in line. I mean, there was things right. things that would happen, but, you know, it was a nice way to grow up, but everybody knew each other. Right. Right. And I think, you know, when the men got involved into that lifestyle, they knew. Yes. They knew what world and what, you know, they were getting involved, but it was a protection. So even, you know, bringing it back to the mob, Cosa Nostra was this thing of ours, and it was, you know, in Italy, they protected their neighborhoods. They protected their families. And that's what um, I felt growing up. The yeah. crime and all that other stuff, I didn't see that. Right. To me, it was families, parties, growing up. You know, that's why even with my particular story, I kind of had my struggles when my father, you know, cooperated and went outside. It was like I didn't feel welcome. And I think a big thing, we were just talking about this, because when I did Mob Wives, um, you know, people were skeptical. They were talks that I shouldn't come back. I shouldn't do the show. You know, they were trying to put pressure on the producers and stuff. And, you know, I was getting this, you know, hearing it. But the producers were like, no, we're doing the show because of her. So my opening line was F. John Gotti, F. Sammy the Bull. I'm coming home and I'm gangster. 
And everyone misinterpreted that because they felt like I was saying it to the girls. But in reality, I'm just saying Say it this to is everybody. somebody, something that I want to do. This right. is my this life. Is you. I'm it's trying not, to step, you're not being, you're, yes. you're not, you're your own person. You're not, you're, you're not Sammy. Right. You're not John. You're right. not this. You're I'm not, not their a, relationship. Right. You know, this is about and, the aftermath right. of that and what I went through. So. Well, the f- problem is, is that, you know, it's politics. And, right. you know, and a lot of people don't understand the politics mm-hmm. of that lifestyle. We do understand the right. politics because we grew up in that, in that, you know, in mm-hmm. that realm. So it is, it is, you know, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of things, rules and a lot of, you know, yeah. things that have to be, that are expected. Right. So. So, yeah, I think everyone was in shock when they first, um, <laughs> I guess when the first advertisement for the show came out and it's like, mob wise, everyone's <laughs> like, wait, she's on it? And it, yeah. <laughs> Hence, you know, after a while it became about the women and fighting and it really. But that's what it, it really was yes. about at that point. I mean, that was the hook to get everybody to start watching it. Right. But it was about you. It was right. a, a, about the girls. It was about your relationships. It was about the, the you know, the trials yes. and tribulations of how you grew up, of, you know, dealing with men in jail, fathers in jail, living in that lifestyle. You know, it's things that people are very interested in and people are fascinated by it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as people hear from Howard Beach, they're like, oh, did, did you hang out with John? Did you hang out yeah. with him? You know, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, I lived in the same neighborhood, of course. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like, we didn't look at it like that to us when we saw him. Like, we we looked at him like, oh, this is, we love you. This is great. We love mm-hmm. the guy. Yeah. You know, we didn't look at it like how everybody else looked at it from a different perspective, you right. know, because it was a family orientation neighborhood like you mm-hmm. said like we had it was we were in our own little bubble so yes. so people got a chance to look into that part that, that and that's a good part of it right you know that's yes. there's, there's not just bad parts of it there's really right. good parts of it mm-hmm. so I think that the show brought that out too and saw that you have families and that you're right. you know children and you know it's not um it, it's about real people and it is you know the Italian culture is a great culture yes you know we're very loud. We, we love hard and we fight we, hard. Right. So. We talk with our hands. <laughs> we talk with our hands. Sometimes we're misinterpreted, but it, you know, it, it is. It was a great experience. And you and and you know it, it opened doors for you. And now look, now you're gonna be doing a scripted show. Now yes, you're gonna go to La La Land. Yes. Did you ever think that a girl from Staten Island that would happen to? No, but that was always my dream. And you know the 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 show. Um, I can't really talk about it now because we're you know. But it's just it's gonna be. A lot of creativity to be brought to it and through my experiences and stuff. So it should be really good. And I'm, I'm excited. And like this is where you get together and you're working with writers and you're really creating something that's, you know, amazing. And like even like 50 Cent, he's creating all these shows now and he's doing spinoffs and stuff, which I think is, you know, brilliant. And he's really kind of tapped into that market. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, like this could be an opportunity to to be able to take things because I feel like a lot of times I just get like you know, you kind of pigeonholed into right. you're the mafia. You're right. right. And I, I'm just so much yeah. more. You are so much that. more than that. You yeah. know, you don't want to just mm-hmm. be like that. Checked off that box. That's you. <laughs> she's that's a mob wife. Right. She's a mob daughter. That's yeah. You no, know, it's I'm, kind of, but yeah. that's what happens to a lot of people. Even you know, a lot of actors too. Look at look at look at what's his name, Austin Butler. Yes. They're saying he can't get cast anymore for anything because he sounds like Elvis. Like basically, right. no, he'll no, never yeah, people, lose that. Same thing with Johnny Depp. He sounds like Jack Sparrow. Like yeah. that's it. He'll never lose that. You know, Jack Sparrow. That's he what sounds happens, like yes. now he sounds like Keith Richards because he's getting older. That's who he based Jack Sparrow on. But he, um, but that they they become pigeonholed in that character mm-hmm. and then they, they can't get out and they, they talk for them to cast but if you know listen it's, it's about talent and you're talented Thank you know you, <laughs> you are and you you know you know what you want to do so and you know what you're aspiring to you know yes. that this is something that you've always wanted to be involved with so I'm sure you can get out of 
jump out of that pigeon jump hole. Jump out of it and jump, jump into out and <laughs> flap your wings and fly out of the pigeon yes. hole. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited for you. And you just opened up a new uh, a new place. Yes. A new, uh, we, what do we call it, a medi spa? What we call it's it? like a wellness a spa. Wellness spa. So, um, yeah, focuses on non-invasive body contouring, mm-hmm. facials, you know, hopefully... Some Botox. <laughs> Some Botox. Oh, I'll be and there. Dance. Dolce yes. will be having, well, we'll be having a definitely a, a making appearances there. That's yes. for sure. Mm-hmm. For my girl. So it's in um, New Jersey, Hazlitt, okay. New Jersey. Um, nice area. Skin has always been my focus. Because you've always, you've yes. always, you've been an esthetician for a long time. And a lot of people didn't know that about you, you know? Since I'll age myself. Since 97, <laughs> I've been an esthetician before I had my daughter. And um, I stepped away from it, you know. Here I was, and this opportunity for Mob Wives came knocking, and I'm like, and I was thinking at that particular time, it was like the height of reality TV, mm-hmm. right? So we're going to do a reality show. I'm going to be like the Kardashians. Right, right. You know? And, and it, it doesn't yes, work it that way with work everybody. That all at all. But, but, honestly, <clears throat> they, but honestly, but they also had other businesses. They didn't just right. do the show. And for me, with reality, I, you know, I've been asked to do plenty of shows. And I used to, and I know somebody who ever asked me to do it, I'd say, well, is this going to affect my business right. in, in a positive way or a negative way? So we, 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 were, yes. we were approached to do yes. mob, mob wives <laughs> and, and, and girls in our neighborhood too right. and, thing, and other different shows like that too. And and I, and we would and I would sit back and say, well, is it going to be a positive, yes. you know, or a negative? And certain things you have to say to yourself, you know, is that what you want to do? So if you are going to do a reality show, I feel like it's either to to use it as a stepping stone for something else, for a business, right. or another venture. Because let's be honest, there's or just this. have uh, Chris Jenner as your manager. Right, I'm just like, right. it just where's Chris? Chris? The middle through. Maybe I'm like, she's yes. my mom. Could she be my manager now? That sounds like my mom and Yeah, yeah, my my mom and Chris. But if but you, um, yeah. she was amazing at what she did for their brand. Yeah, and um, you know, I think back then reality TV had the opportunity to do that. And yes. I'm not saying that we didn't because we definitely had brands. We put stuff out there. I mm-hmm. mean. Even I just did the grand opening for my spa Mm -hmm. and people came that followed me from Mob Wives. So it it definitely worked to my favor. Um, I think for my for me personally, I kind of got caught up in the bickering of the show. Right. And it was so real to me because we really knew each other that I really wasn't focused like, oh, just let that go. I wasn't able to step away from it. You were able to say, okay, this is my work. Now I have to shut the Now let me go do my business. I was still in, I want to kill someone. But but that's what happens when Mm -hmm. you're involved. Because, I mean, listen, I have a lot of friends who are in in, uh, Dawn shows. I've done shows. You get so wrapped up in it and it's like you really... you really like that becomes like your whole life, right. yeah. and it's funny because they'll I have you know friends and clients who are on the sh- are on shows that they're on now, and they're talking to me about something like, "Can you believe that this happened yeah. with so and so?" And I'm like, "What? Like I'm not I, I have no clue what you're talking about." But they're so wrapped into it. Unless you watch the show consistently, you're not you don't know what's yes. going on. And ninety percent of the time, I I don't know because I don't. First of all, I have no time to sit and watch reality shows because no, I don't. I, so I work busy. seven I don't days a week. But I don't know how you, but do, I don't you know do. How I do it. But it's like they're they're so wrapped up and they think you know like because they're so in in that moment and in that time that that, of that argument that that's all that they're able to like focus on right so it's it's kind of it's hard i mean it becomes very taxing not only on you physically but mentally oh yeah and like i said for us we were very unique because we all did grow up with each other like like even big Ange, i knew her since i was a kid Mm -hmm. i used to go on vacations with her uncle and you know she was there she used to come to my father's nightclub not that I was allowed I never really seen her there but family parties and stuff so it was way deeper you know than just the show yeah. um, 
and we we couldn't just detach from it because right. it's like okay the cameras go down but we're still here in Staten Island so right. it was like it's like let right. me see this bitch here in this <laughs> restaurant let me see her walk it out because I know do something. I'll tell you a funny story. Jennifer, who's the executive producer, so I was with her a lot mm-hmm. in the show. So, you know, we're filming whatever. I get in the car, we leave, and I'm just going and going and going. And she has asthma. Right? <laughs> she's like, you're going to give me an asthma attack. And she's like, like in you the car. Get you and I'm like, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. We wound up in the hospital, oh and I'm like God. sitting there with her, and I'm <laughs> watching, and she's on the breathing machine and stuff. And then the nurse comes in. They take her off. They're like, okay. you." I go, is she good? They're like, yeah. I go. Can I just tell you one more thing before? She's like, get her out of here. She's like, let it go. I'm like, and now I could laugh about it, right? right. It's it, it's funny. and um, Because but you, could, but you were involved. You were yes, wrapped up. I, I've grown it. a lot from that. Yeah. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it was. Yeah. How, how long has it been now? I think the show, I believe it ended in 2016. You know, and listen, there's always been talks of it coming back, um, which it's a lot of behind there's a lot of red tape behind mm-hmm. the scenes is what I'll say. And this show should have been back. We were never canceled. Right. Um, it was the network and the producers mm-hmm. at the time. They wanted, you know, everybody gets greedy. They yes. start seeing money. So yep. it was, and they were making always, a lot of always, money that from always, what I hear. But that always seems to be the downfall of yes, everything. Yes, greed. And then we And it's always of, the people who don't have all their money <laughs> who usually suffer for it. It's usually yes. that's who suffers. And then it kind of fell into the whole Harvey Weinstein drama. Oh, okay. Because um, I don't know if people know, but like Mob Wives was his show. Mm-hmm. Like he's the one that actually pushed it to the network. I mean, yeah, he cre- once he stepped in, it was a bidding war. Right. And everybody wanted the show. You know, and that's, we always call it the Harvey factor. And he did put a lot to it. Um, you know, I know people in Hollywood had really bad experiences with him. Mm-hmm. I, I never did. I mean, I met him on multiple times. I mean, times. him and his brother did everything in Hollywood at yeah. that time. I mm-hmm. mean, every, every if you look at every movie from, like, the, the late, what is it, late 80s to, like, the like you said, like, about 2016, Weinstein, 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 yeah. Weinstein every, everything. I know. My first TV meeting shows. with him was, like, I thought I was around gangsta. I said, you're the real gangsta, Harvey. <laughs> you control this whole He controlled the world. whole, that whole place. He did. Right. That's true. That is true. So, like I said, for me, I never um, had a bad experience, but then we weren't his, you know, I don't think we were really his type. Right. We like beautiful, tall <laughs> runway models, and he we were like, his loud mouth. Guys, yes. He probably yeah. thought he'd get punched in the face <laughs> if so he, tried to, he tried to do something to you guys. You know, I'll tell you a funny story, because when we went on a pitch, um, Harvey was actually with us. So we mm-hmm. all went in and nobody, like when they pitch reality shows, it's usually the producers that go, but yep. they actually, because I guess we were so unique in the way we like talked or whatever, they wanted us there. They wanted so, them to hear you. Yes. They bring us to this meeting so funny. and you know, Drita and I spoke about the whole boyfriend lead thing. It was like never an issue. So Harvey's sitting there quiet. We're at, I don't remember what network we're pitching and he's quiet and he's just sitting there and all of a sudden everyone's talking and Harvey goes, Karen, why don't you tell them how you and Drita shared the same man? And I go, we didn't share the same man. So it's like, whatever. And the whole network's like, what? And they were very interested, obviously, in that storyline, which pretty much went the whole, you know, every season through the whole existence of the show. So um, she was so tight, like her neck started getting her veins started coming out and stuff. And I'm like, so we leave. And she's like, I don't ever want to talk about that again. (laughs) Whatever. So, but she wasn't saying just that. Now She's you like, guys I'm were gonna... talking at the time, yeah, like, yeah, it was and like... then, and so basically, the show made you guys yes. really so yes. Rip your, your so when she gets apart. when she walks out, she's <clears> like, <throat> "I'm gonna crack Harvey's head." He ever says that again? But we're talking amongst each other. Fast forward, you know, season one reunion, and um, 
she's acting like this was never a topic. We never talked about it, whatever. So in the thing, there's like, you know, when you do a reunion, there's everybody's there. The mm -hmm. whole studio's filled with like executives from the networks right. and everyone's watching Watch us. Them. And we're all like, now we're in the heat of we want to kill each other, right? So it was probably no one of the most- I no idea how to handle Italians from Brooklyn yeah, and Staten Island. security, they had security, it. whatever. So <laughs> we're sitting they there- They wanted security for And um, <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden me and her, like sitting, me and Drita, and I'm like, you knew it was going to come. And I said something. And I was like, why don't you tell everyone how you wanted to pop Harvey Weinstein's head off? <laughs> and all of a sudden, the executives from the Weinstein said, cut, cut. That's not going on. You know? I'm like, she's like, you guys can't leave Harvey out of it. I'm like, okay. It was just funny. We have so many stories like that. But now you, you still don't talk to Drita. Never. And what about, and you talked to Carla, and obviously Carla. Ramona. With, Ramona, with yes. Cousins. She's, we love she Ramona. comes with the And Marissa. Marissa. She's going to um, be doing my show today, too. Yes. yes. She's amazing. I, I know. Marissa. She's great. I, love I will say this, and I always say everyone's like, um, when they ask about the cast mm -hmm. members, and she came on in the last season, but I was like, that bitch didn't flinch. Like, she just came in with her. If she felt a certain kind of way, mm -hmm. she stuck to it. Right. You know, sometimes when you get in scenes and you're filming all the time, people's, you know, they, they tend wishy -washy. to like wishy-washy or flip-floppers, right. as we would call them. She stuck to her. She stuck to her guns. And that last um, thing where we had the fight with Drita and the girl Brittany or whatever. Um, who Drita, was it? Wait, the, who's it was the girl me and Marissa. And well, who is the girl Brittany? I've refreshed my memory. Another flip-flopper. She came on the show as... Was she that blonde one? Yes. Was yeah. she like from Philadelphia or something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why did they even bring... A, well, like, her father like actually was in prison with my father. Okay, so and that makes her sense. Her mother... But, but did yeah. you guys have any contact before? Like yeah, I, not really with her before, but I knew her father. Her right. father was in prison with mm -hmm. my father for a long time. So she's really, you know, involved. And her mother has, you know, knows people or whatever. Right. But she, so the show, like, we kind of pitted against each other. Right. So, you know, she's Team Drita or whatever. Um, and Marissa's, you know, sitting here. So we're in this big table. And Drita's doing her usual First of all, by the time the sixth season came, like, we were going everywhere. With, right. With, they had, like, professional, professional security. Like, these guys were, like, snipers from yeah. the back. So <laughs> They needed them for yeah. you guys. So they had them around. How many we fights did in, you get into with Drea? A lot. How many, I mean, actual physical altercations. Um, one, two, two physical, but I think one, like, we were right there, you know, throwing plates at each other or stuff like that. It was, you know, it was interesting time. But Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Anyway, um, when we walked in, Marissa, Drita went to go flip the table, and, you know, I came up, I had this whip in my hand, like, it was because I knew we couldn't get near each other right. before. I was like, there's no way we could fight, so it's just going to be a screaming match. Right. And listen, for reality TV, it's better, people want to watch something visual. Once right. you start fighting, they break it up right. really quick. Yeah. But, um, so... And a lot of people don't like that anymore. Yeah. The new generation, like our generation don't care. Generation X is fine. But they yeah. were like, we want to see some people duke it out. Well, it's fine. But the new, it's the kids, they don't, it's funny that they don't want to yeah. see it. Any, like, it's like, they're not into it. Well, I know, and you start seeing a lot of um, shows now, everybody just attacks each other. Yeah. So you're not really getting the true 
stories and you know, I find that like, so many shows now are so negative like yeah. I, I yes, don't that's I why I don't even want to watch them because it's like there's nothing fun about it everybody that's on it is either angry or depressed right or gonna be angry or depressed <laughs> that's it that is, there's nothing else to it it's like I want to see something with fun I want to see reality TV that's fun like I like we're working on a show right now and it's it it's pitched to be a fun show is there going to be drama yes, yes but drama. it's going to be funny and it's not even going to be scripted funny it's just going to be funny just because of what it's about right. it's going to be funny and that's what i feel like people want to see now because it's a constantly constantly negativity that i want to shut it off right and that's where i feel like we were headed you know and people have told me that after yeah. it was like too much you know season six we're all killing each other well, I mean, like so it was like you meet each other in restaurants you'd have a couple words and then the table would be flipped the glasses would be broke and production you know, did try to stop broken. us like they didn't want that i will they kind of like in the beginning it was great these women are you know feisty they're gonna but then it just started escalating what? and then well, they, they were losing control Italian women yeah. aren't gonna let then, shit yeah. go you know yeah. you do something to Italian it's forever you hate yes. that person forever that part is they're either the, the worst or the best that yeah. guy he's the best in the world that guy he stepped on my foot 20 years ago I hope he fucking dies like that's <laughs> yes. how Italians are that's yes. it it's not uh -huh. they're the best or the worst so if you guys are fighting it's always gonna be right. an argument right, right. So yeah, it was it was crazy. But Marissa, like I said, she didn't sway. And I remember when Drita got up to go push the table, and people were flinging dishes. And I just look over, and Melissa's like, Marissa's like, just sitting there. <laughs> she was calm. She's ready. You know, she's very classy. But yeah. she'll she'll throw down. She'll throw she down. She will throw down. Yeah. So I love her. She's feisty. Yeah, she's feisty. Mm -hmm. She is, and yeah. she's and and she has her own opinion that she's not going to sway from like you said exactly she's not wishy-washy mm -hmm. so we like that about them we like that about marissa yes i don't like, like wishy-washy people no i'd rather you be honest with me and you know tell me to my face something than just be like oh you'll yeah. be like uh -huh. uh, ambivalent and you know pandering because that pisses me off when people try to pander yeah i don't like that shit um tell me about how um like what you feel like now, as far as like now, you're opening up the business, and you are going to be going into this new venture in Hollywood. How is that? How are you going to balance that? How are you going <laughs> to? <I'm> like, <laughs> are you even thinking about that I, yet? Yes, because, because well, I when I was in LA and I was meeting with the execs, they're like, "So you're going to move to LA?" I'm like, "I just opened a business, and um, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to balance it. I think that." The good thing is, you know, working with writers and stuff, a lot of it is Zoom and, 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 you know, computers and stuff like that. So I will have the ability to be here and still be working mm -hmm. for the stuff that I have going on in L.A. Um, but then again, I don't know, like the spa could take off and I'm doing facials. I'll be in the middle, like <laughs> talking, texting, rubbing someone's <laughs> scalp. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just going to have to see how that plays out. You know, I do, and the, the mistake that I made was when I did Mob Wives, and that's what I was trying to say earlier, I thought I was going to be like this, this huge reality TV star that was going to be traveling all over the world right. in private jets. Um, but I, I stepped away from the skincare, and mm -hmm. that was what I, I'm not going to do now. Yeah. Like, I still, I love it. And I just opened the spa and I always want to be, you know, in the background and definitely doing the treatments myself. I mean, listen, if the show that we're working on becomes a huge hit, hopefully, um, and my time is more required there, then I'll have to figure things out. But right now, my main hub is 
is the spa. And that should be because mm-hmm. now you want to have something that you're going to sustain too, right? Yes. As we're getting older, we yes. want to have some sustainability right. with, with income, obviously. And, you know, and you also want your, your business to, to thrive. Right. Too. And that's what, I mean, if you're having other people on your show that have been in the reality TV world, that's the thing. Like, you'll get a season and then it's like you got to hope the next season comes. Right. I mean, exactly. mob-wise, we were lucky right. to keep it going. And then... Um, I was fortunate enough to get an executive producer deal and I did, you know, two shows with them after and, you know, moving forward, I've um, had great opportunities, but you're and always a lot of going after that, that check. That, not so yes, every, like you said, you know. the business is something that's solid. That's yes. what you're going to build. And yes, I don't think people do realize that because when you're, you know, you're looking, it's like, oh, I just got signed to this TV show right. and everything's going to be, you know. Fairies and butterflies, but... <laughs> but, you know, and also, it's also pay It's a job. Too. It's a job. And people are not making millions of dollars doing reality. Right. I mean, you know, let's be honest, a lot of people cannot sustain living right. what they're making. For, I mean, and there's some elite people who do make a, a lot of money, but, you right. know, it's not like... It's a job, and it's, it's like, in anything, you have to be a hustler. You yeah, have to You have to be a hustler. You have to figure out, you know, if you're going to get, mm-hmm. you know, endorsements, things like that. That's right. where you're going to make the money. You know, th- that's where you should... Uh, or starting a business i mean that's what you have to look at it you have to look at it as an opportunity to expand on right. something that you want to do yeah I mean, and i've know. also done like a couple of things with my father that was you know working in the industry mm-hmm. we've done a couple of different um documentaries i actually have one that i filmed in the summer that will be coming out i think in may or june so i've been and where will that be on i I want to think it's going to, I'm not sure. I think it's HBO Max. Okay. So, um, yeah, I did one for ABC, Hulu, Woodham. That was actually huge. It did really, really well. Um, so I've had the opportunity to do, to do to, projects. To do projects, yeah. And the projects are fun, you know, especially when you like that kind of yeah. s- scripted and, and, yeah. and um, you know, that, uh-huh. that writing. You know, did you write a lot of the, a lot of the documentary? Did you? No, did those you? are other production companies that actually came to us to work with. And I didn't have any involvement in production with that. The only production I had was with um, the MTV show, Families okay. of the Mafia, and this one. And this one, have. you're going to be writing it and it's gonna producing be a scripted, it. Yes, I'm going to be working with a writer, so I'll be like a consultant on it and producing. That's so exciting! So exciting. I'm so excited Yay. for you. I better get a. I better get a part. Yes, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I definitely, there's definitely a part for you in that. I can forget. Because I am a character, that's for sure. And I've got my hair stuck in my glasses. Oh, my God. So I also wanted to ask you, um, how is your daughter doing? My daughter is amazing. She is like, you know, when you have a child, you always wish your kid's going to be better than you. Mm-hmm. And um, she's fulfilled all those dreams for me. She is such a, um, she definitely she's got that kid. drive and hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, she works. She does amazing. And yes, she is a good kid. Yeah. I mean, I, I say that she's like my bad best friend because she's always yelling at me. <laughs> but I'm her assistant. She feels like you're her mo- she, yes. she's your mother. Like, I, I feel like that with my yes. daughter, too. With oh, my yes. older daughter. I can't even tell you how many times she sees me drinking and I'm, we're out. she's got to go. Get her out. She kicked me out of multiple parties. But um, she. You had her very young, too, right? No, I had her 27. But it's just like, it's just been her, right? Because after I had her, her dad, my whole family got arrested in Arizona. So you were by yourself with her, basically. And my mother helped me raise her. Like, I went to work and I had a spa in Arizona. So I was running the spa. My mother, it's like we were a married couple, literally. I moved back in with her and she was taking care of my brother's son and my daughter. So they grew up like brother and sister. And um, I was working. So Karina always seen that with me. 
she saw saw you as a yes. hustler and mm-hmm. and someone and a go getter. Right. Yeah. I mean that's and important, for, especially for girls to see. Yeah. You know, and especially in the background we grew up in, most women. Oh yeah. Don't work. Oh yeah. They're home. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah. But in, especially in our in our genre, our community, they stay I home. I mean, we're we're like mm-hmm. the very one percent of the pop of our population that actually would go out and work and build. A I business. was just having this conversation with my cousin. I'm like, you were married at 18. You know, the whole big traditional. And that was Italian normal. My friends wedding were with 500 so people. Yeah. <laughs> like five. I, you know, it's so and crazy. And that's immediate family. Yeah. 500 people. It's so crazy because I think I willed this on myself because I'm like, I'm never getting married. And here I am, 51. My grandma's like, she has dementia now. She's like, you're married? Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, grandma, I got married. Just tell her you got married. Yeah, See, I got married years but, ago. Um, yeah, I never wanted it. I would see it, you know, how many weddings we go to oh and stuff. God. And I was just like looking at it like, this is too much work. The pictures, the limos, the church, the having to kiss everyone. I know. And then it's yeah. over in four hours. And then hours. it's over. I was like, I'm no, planning I'm my like, daughter's wedding now. I'm like, oh my God. I said, look, can we just, I don't, I just, I said, can we just go to a destination yes. and just invite who we yes. want? Mm-hmm. I said, I, you really want a big wedding? We'll do it. You want the tradition. But now I, I swayed it to do it on an island. I figured it's so much nicer. It's a five, it's like a five day extravaganza. Mm-hmm. It's not over in four hours. Yes. You know, know. you're away it's, with people that mm-hmm. you love. I and I said, and you. the people that you really want to come, will come and the people that you don't really want to come won't come yes <laughs> you know what i, I mean know. so it's like it, it that, that kills two birds with one stone but you could so. be like me and then like you could find someone that's in a federal prison <laughs> just do it right there and go the thing. <laughs> you do that little marriage real quick in the visiting room you don't have to pay anything for that they so do it for free they do it for free actually yeah i think i get cookies and juice but no i wouldn't i wouldn't do that i don't oh my god i hated those prison. vending machines yes the vending machine food i never worst. ever want to visit a prison ever again at one time oh, i was getting what? letters from three prisons my my, my postman yeah. was probably like what the hell is wrong with <laughs> i know yeah this is then, and this is the this is so funny because i know none of my other friends anybody that's out of like our genre of our, our lifestyle don't know people in prison or no people went to jail i know i could name like 10 on the on, on like, like the people that are close to me mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's like normal yes. and i always thought that that was normal and it's really not normal i know it's it's, it's crazy i right? know but you you know when you find someone that you care about and love and whether it's a family member or whatever you there you have to be there with them yeah. you know you, you can't and that's just my personality them. like especially for even like the guy that I'm with, mm-hmm. like I see the situations that he went through and like the unfair sentencing and then I become like obsessed with like prison reform and all this other stuff, which I've been, you know. Oh, I learned the whole prison system with, with, yeah. with, with, with between federal and state. I ha- I went through like all the, I, it was crazy because of what, what the, he was charged with, it was crazy. Yeah. And, and how like the concurrent sentences, I became yes. like, I wanted to actually, help women and help people who are who go through the same thing because the, with concur- it was crazy i was like you become an you know an a number and, you, and a these number. people just become numbers and they're so in there and they're stuck and there's so much you know i mean there's so much lead way that has been made and like even talking about reality stars kim kardashian like helping people come home from yeah. prison with you know um there's new laws that are and actually november 1st another law for compassionate release just went into effect to help people come home because it's such unfair sentencing there's so many people that are doing life in prison or 50 to 100 and these years are, these are prosecutors that need to reach a quota 
Yeah. That's it. Or they want to make their bones with somebody, you know, somebody who's got a name. Yeah. Yeah, That's what it is. That's what a lot of the prosecutors in New York are all about. Forget about the people. Yeah. It's a good thing that they are changing the laws now and realizing that there was such harsh sentencing and people are coming home. But it's still a fight. And a lot of people don't have money, like, because you go away for so many years Mm -hmm. and then it's the access to money and little things, like even being able to go online and check someone's case number and help get paperwork. It's so expensive for them in there but it's so much needed and there's like you know there are a lot of organizations like I worked um with um decarceration Mm -hmm. you know that that foundation that helps people there's so many that you know fam families against mandatory minimums that you know Mm -hmm. help people so hopefully you know some things will change and listen people you've committed crime you have to go to jail right I understand but some of those Sentencing is so unfair. There was a lot of there was been a lot of yeah. sentencing that was unfair, uh-huh. and so. definitely a lot of like racial imbalance in the system. And I think that they're starting to see that and correct it now. So, well, we hope that they correct it before yeah. we <laughs> in our lifetime. I, but we'll yeah. say though, it might not happen, yeah. but let's hope it does. But Karen, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you I'm for so having me. I could sit here and talk to you forever. I know, but, you but you're going to come back again because yes. now we got to talk to you about your project when it's in when, motion. Yes, it's in motion. And see how the business is in you know, yeah. a few months and how that's flourishing, which I know it's going to. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of you and I love you. I love you My too. My dear friend, I'm so happy. <laughs> thank you for having me. Everybody have a great day. Miss Karen Gravano.